we are back. Um, it's your boy B.O.B. And your boy J Money. Back again. Yeah, back, back again. Back, back one time, one time, one time. Now, for all of you out there that have been uh, feeling down and feeling a little drowsy or have been uh, greatly entertained by the recent uh, events that's been taking place in the entertainment industry with uh, people that we once actually considered strong legends as well, yeah. um, being, you know, one of which Kevin Spacey, um, mm. his current uh, sexual no more, assault no more, uh, No more House of Cards for Kevin Spacey. You know what? American Beauty, man. The story of American Beauty is not, I can't watch that movie and still look at it the same way. I used to actually watch that movie and be like, damn, this is a, this was coldly scripted. Like, this is a cold, yeah. vicious movie. And he was a weirdo in the movie. Mm-hmm. And to find out, he's been a weirdo in a lot of movies, actually. If you if you kind of peep, even House of Cards is a little questionable. But I mean, we love the characters and we love these individuals as entertainers. But you know, uh, you 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 can't you know uh, forget what they are doing in their real lives, personal lives. So um, that's what a big majority, I think, of uh, what today's show is going to be about. You know, but. You know, one thing that you see that is kind of like the um, the the relativeness of each of these individuals mm-hmm. is that they're they're inserting their strange fetishes into their art. Mm-hmm. I mean, from the characters they're they're portraying, the imagery, what what you rep, what they represent, as far as what we receive as their art, mm-hmm. they're showing and revealing themselves. So really, they're showing like who they really are through yeah. their characters, but we just choosing like you know. No, we choosing to finally punish them when we want to. <laughs> but you have to ask yourself too. There's directors, there's A and R's, there's these people that are around them that know that they're inserting their fetishes into their artwork, and should these people be held just as accountable for knowing it, right? Mm-hmm. Be- because if you do a crime, if I do a crime, or you do a crime. And I'm with you. I am guilty by being an accessory to your crime, right? Right. Or being in there. I think that the the people that are most accountable are their personal team, not necessarily like a director or even a producer of some of these. You know, whether it's you know if it's a film or a TV show. Like, right. I mean, they might not necessarily know what these people are like in their personal lives, but. The handlers, you know, the people, their assistants, they're, you know, they're, those are the ones that really know who these people really are and enable them to uh, kind of be that way. Uh, if you're on a produ- from a production standpoint, you're like, hey, you know, I guess that's what makes them genius is that they can come up with some of these different characters in Kevin Spacey or, uh, uh, you know, in his in his perspective. Right. Or if you think about R. Kelly, his genius came from, you know, a really sexually charged you know, uh, songs, albums, his his writing skill, how he breaks everything down, so s- simplistic. Well, but Jay, then it be, Jay just dived in it. I, I, I did, I did. Okay. I just jumped in it, all man. Right. It's, so, so I'm sorry. It's, 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 got me, it's got me worked up all week, man, this, this, this R. Kelly shit, man. Well, you know what? In the last week, it's been a lot going on. It's been a yeah. lot going on as far as in social media memes, all this surrounding this new docuseries, Surviving R. Kelly. Man. So... 
you and I both, before the camera started rolling, we both were discussing how we both watched all six series. And you being from Chicago, mm, I mm, am mm. interested and I've been highly anticipating on today <laughs> to ask you and inquire. On what niggas got to say. On what niggas from Chicago oh, got to say about their home team, hometown hero. Um, Besides. Just, a, just okay, so then, so then I'm just going to give a brief kind of history of uh, Robert Kelly in Chicago and what kind of what he's meant. Um, Obviously, you know, R. Kelly has been super influential, right? This is before Kanye, uh, before Commons, before these, you know, uh, 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 people like Twister. Like, R. Kelly was it. Like, he basically was Chicago. And as far as being on a commercial level. And his stardom, you know, from his, you know, from him uh doing the soundtrack of uh a space jam and things like that put him in a whole another stratosphere and to be honest i mean like you know we would hear you know kind of some of these things some Mm -hmm. of these accusations right uh me being a younger you know at that time you know maybe like 10 through you know 16 17 it's like you hear certain things but you don't know what to process as being like what's real What's kind of made up, you know? All we know is like we know we like R. Kelly as an artist. Mm-hmm. He represents the shy. That's that's just what it is. Right. So a lot of that other noise we would block out. I remember um, when I was in high school, freshman, we hear about girls like going to a party, going to parties and things like that, and R. Kelly pulling up, you know, and trying to talk to certain individuals, you know, during these parties. And me being a young, like, we're like, oh, okay, yeah, right. R. Kelly didn't try to talk to y'all or, you know, whatever it is. Just kind of discounting their or discrediting some of the things that they were letting us know. And that was our fault, right? We were young. We didn't know all those things that were kind of transpiring. We didn't know what was real. We knew the artist. We know we liked his music. You know, he cut, steady comes with, with hits. He's been one of the individuals that could reinvent himself no matter what the error is, you know? He started off being kind of the And we didn't know why. And 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 you know what? We know why now. Yeah, because he, he was he was living a he was living a whole double, triple life. Like well, well, well it what these artists try to do is attach themselves to young youthful people so that they can know what's going on and what's happening, right? You hear all of these aged artists say, well, you know, I stay, I, you know, I run with the young people sometimes. I be in the atmosphere of them so I can feel their energy, so I can feel, get that energy, right? Mm-hmm. I, he was just, he had He's on, intent. Yeah, he but he was doing beyond that. I think that what he, R. Kelly, has done over the years is he knows how to, he's a master manipulator, right? Yeah. So he knows how to kind of seek out these young, impressionable girls right whether they're on a uh trying to find a, a fast path to stardom right or if they're trying to uh you know just liking to be around a celebrity you know right. we know because we know that girls when we were in high school we were freshmen and we tried to talk to you know girls they weren't trying to give us necessarily the time of day they used to like older guys mm-hmm. now older guys shouldn't have been outside of high school you know it's one thing if you're a freshman and you're dating like a junior or a senior you right. know what I'm saying? But if you're dating a full-ass, grown-ass man who's in his late 30s and you're a freshman, that's that's a problem. Yeah, that, but, that, that's something that should be addressed. But you know what the sad thing is, is that, you know, growing up, 
it's fucked up because you know growing up in urban communities you have these young girls who are literally in relationships with 24 25 year old drug dealers in the neighborhood you know what i'm saying guys right that, that probably graduated years ago from that same high school. Right. But grew up in a community. That ain't right and either. none of that right. is right. Yeah. You know? So I think, honestly, R. Kelly throw his ass in prison, but I think the whole entire culture of that comfortability, because we don't value, we don't value African-American issues and cultural things that happen in our, like, neighborhoods and urban communities as much until a celebrity has something. Like, this is something that goes on constantly in black families as far as, mm-hmm. you know, um, um, predatory behavior, you know, from the older male to the young female. And it happens Or older female in- to, you know, it, it happens both ways. And I think that that's what kind of with the, uh, the beginning of the documentary or docuseries, that's what the brother was talking about. His yeah. younger brother was saying that him and, you know, R. Kelly were touched by an individual. Mm-hmm. Come to find out, they didn't say who that individual was in the series, but afterwards he did a, a interview with a local uh, radio station, I believe in Chicago, probably GCI or something like that. And he was saying that uh, that was their older sister that had done that to them when they were a young age. And for him, he said that he was six, you know? So I think that that's behavior that is, like you said, that that happens a lot more than people actually uh, talk about, whether it's because it's embarrassing, it's embarrassing to the family, whatever, it, you know, those things might be. Um, they don't want to talk about it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe, too, if you feel, like, you feel like a man, you feel like something has been taken away from you, you know? So you kind of lose your, you know, you, 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 you lose your machismo almost. You almost lose your whole identity as a man if you were to speak about something like that. Yeah. So it really, it really will take you to a vulnerable place, right? I think, I, I, I think also, you know, the over-masculinity expectations of the African-American man, too. So you you have a brother that's being interviewed on a nationally televised. That may not have been the only relative to, you know, sexually assault them. You know? No, yeah. He, I mean, he, he was talking he may, about. He may, not, he may not be as comfortable saying, hey, you know, I was molested by a male. So I feel like if you look at a lot of the things that was taking place in the surviving R. Kelly, like one of the cases where I think the girl name was Dominique Nikki, mm. you know what I'm saying, where he conformed her from a young lady oh yeah turned into a a tomboy kind of a little boy got tattoos and then like i I heard an interview on breakfast club with one of the young ladies who was sexually assaulted who was in a relationship with him and Mm -hmm. she had she had she said she expressed how she was intimate with the 14 year old young lady who got peed on Mm, yeah and the um, infamous uh p tape yeah and, and she was saying that he was into you know uh sexual acts that's more for homosexual males like you know like um toys and shit like that right yeah so over sexualization in urban communities is something that needs to be addressed in its entirety i remember like growing up you know if you if you lose your virginity by 13 14 years old people call you a lame motherfuckers like man this nigga you ain't get no pussy yeah 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 and you got and and when you think about that, it's a young lady or somebody that's giving that up. So it's the overlap sexualization that's going on in the community, and it's an issue of kids needing to have content 
and certain content not to be able to be received by the youthful minds. So he called himself the Pod Piper. And he, he, he should have been a major red flags all over yeah, that. Correct, because he's presenting his, of what Pied he's Piper presenting is. his music. He what he's saying is he he wants to present music to attract kids, to attract the youth. Mm-hmm. So I think parental he, parental guidance when in, in regards to content and what kids receive needs to be filtered. See, but that's what I, I, I kind of disagree with you as part as, you know, I don't think that the general public, people that were listening to it, thought that he was targeting little kids because of such a, so much of the sexually driven uh, content. It's not that he necessarily was talking about little kids, like blatantly, but I know that my older aunts, my older cousins, they were huge or have been huge R. Kelly fans because <laughs> you thinking that they're talking to them. When really he's talking to or proving that in his real life, he's talking to underage individuals. And I think that that's where people were were really, really just kind of just taken aback. Yeah. Now, the evidence has been there. He's been doing this for years. Right. The Aaliyah situation should have been, that shouldn't have been swept under the rug, right? The Aaliyah thing, I feel like that came and went so fast and that he was able to kind of maneuver, just be like, hey, you know, we're going to let that slide because. Why did they allow for a grown man at 31 years old to write age ain't nothing but a number? Because he was such a, because he was such a, uh, he had a rising career. He had some hits under his belt at that point. Aaliyah was looked at as kind of wise beyond her years, kind of like the next thing up. So they kind of just let that stuff just kind of go. And like they talked about in the documentary, like this is not the first time that a performer who was, you know, obviously a grown ass man, whether it be Elvis Presley or or some of these other individuals that take advantage of younger people because of their status. And I also they're enamored by that. I think these kids, I think these kids parents need to be held accountable, like for them to be able to say, oh, yeah, Leah was wise above her years. Okay. What what young ladies you know at sixteen? Now I'm not talking about intellect. I understand that it's some young it's some young people, male and female, that are advanced intellectually. Right. But for them to declare her as wise above her years in a in an entertainment industry that is known for exploiting black people for whatever their whatever their arts are, you can kind of say that. She, she was already being over-sexualized because for her to be with a gym bra on and that to be like her get up for a young lady to have a gym bra yeah. everywhere you go. Yeah, I mean, she had to have a 90s. whole, but she had a whole like kind of again, like that sexy tomboy swag, right? So that, and then, so trust, I had cousins that were, you know, older female cousins that were like, like instantly like, oh yeah, that's hot. So I, I had cousins that started wearing like the Tommy, you know, maybe the, the, the sports bras with the overalls and the bandana. Like that was, I mean, because she set a trend at that point. It wasn't thought to be like, hey, it's not, that's that's not innocent anymore. Or, you know, she's lost her innocence or anything like that. Now, if you really listen to the songs, like age ain't nothing but a number. And right. you really deep, dive down deep into what she's talking about. Basically, right. she's talking about seducing an older gentleman, right? And letting him like basically saying like come take me. This is for the this is for the taking, right? Right. So again, ironically, 
that's something that R. Kelly was a part of and that he had uh, uh, developed. So Absolutely. Um, I think that, again, uh, these parents were enamored by his status. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think that he is uh, and, and has been a master of being able to manipulate and remove these uh, young individuals away from their families, whether mm-hmm. it's been the lure of the money, the fame, uh, letting them know, like, you know, kind of stringing them along, like you're dangling giving, the carrot. Giving him, you're giving him too much credit. I, I'm not giving because, him credit because, because your he, he knows. Because not going to let your ass get lured into a situation. It's He knows the situation. That has been but he knows the situation. On somebody. He knows the situations. Listen. He knows the situations, and then he's able let, to let capitalize. Me, and whatever the parents are lacking. Let me ask y'all two questions. Okay. Let me ask y'all two questions. Okay. If if I'm gonna start with Kenny. Kenny. Yeah. If your mother and your father knew that a a, a 39 year old man, 13 years ago, pissed on somebody possibly, and it was on, it was caught on tape, and you wanted a career, and that man offered you the ability to come stay with him, and he was gonna build your career to your parents. Nine times out of ten, what's your parents going to say to that person who's been considered of pissing on a 14-year-old? They would probably say, uh, F you. Okay. Probably. Can we use that word? Probably. Yeah, no, you can say fuck you. (laughs) Jeremy, let me ask you. Let me ask you. All right. If your parents knew that a 39-year-old man 13 years prior had possibly pissed on a 14-year-old and it was caught on tape, Mm -hmm. and he asked, let me build your child's career, what -hmm. are your parents going to tell you? It'll it'll definitely be a veto. Like they 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 shut that shit they're down. Grown ass people. But you know what you know what experience gives you. That's the knowledge and common sense. But that's the thing though is that they weren't acting on knowledge and common sense. And yeah, should they be held accountable to a certain extent? They should yes. be pissed. The parents should be pissed. Yes, on. but in fairness to them as well, right? In fairness to the parents, this was something that it was in regards to the sex tape or the P tape. He was not guilty. He was pled not guilty. So that was the verdict is that he wasn't guilty of that. So in the court of law, he wasn't guilty. So in fairness to them, yeah, maybe they maybe they didn't see the tape, maybe they did see the tape, the accusations whatever it is. Most of these people like the were one from guy Chicago. Yeah, most of the people <laughs> It's kind of hard for, to not see the tape if you was in Chicago. Mind it, you, it, they were selling it like bootlegs on the corner, like you, you all know, on the You know what? The issue is is that with black people we're not going to get what we deserve as far as value and respect until we stop being for sale. It's too much yeah. shit for sale. These kids were for sale by their parents. Yeah. and, and They were and, enamored, and, and, too. The parents were enamored by what he could provide, where he could take uh, their ch- children. And what my guesstimation was, my guesstimation at all is, is that R. Kelly started off compensating the parents. And then once he got what he wanted, the bread was cut off. Well, that's what I think, though. It's about like kind of like a divide and conquer, right? He t- separates them from the family, you know, uh, gives them necessarily like maybe it was some money up front, maybe it was some other kind of deals that they worked up front. But basically, over time, they were separating the, the uh, you know, he was separating the individual from the parents, mm-hmm. from their real support system. So then that young, impressionable girl becomes so dependent on yeah. daddy. And he's so They call him daddy. And this nigga that that nigga is sick for that. And he says that a lot in his songs. If you if you don't don't go out and stream R. Kelly, by the way. That's another thing. It's like late. it's all people that have it's already gone out and streamed it and now this man is like He's he's clocking he's he's clocking dollars right that's now. That's the downfall of the streaming system, but we'll talk about that a little later. But like I mean he talks about this stuff a lot 
in his, you know, and I'm just recalling some of my his favorite songs. I'm like, damn, he is talking about some shit. And, you know, you can relate it to like, oh, it's younger chicks that he's actually talking about and seducing. Like, it's crazy he's to sick. me, bro. He's it's sick. crazy. It's and crazy. You know what? It's, it, you know, a lot of times we. We idolize these people, and I'm not saying we, like as myself, but mm -hmm. oftentimes people idolize people, mm -hmm. and then when they come, these type of issues come, come up and arise, they're surprised to find out that the, their favorite people are sick, just like the average person walking down the street. You know, that's why I'm and, saying, uh, like, I think that we put celebrities way too high on a pedestal. Michael Jackson, because for one thing, one, Michael Jackson, for his ass to be 51, talking about. I climb trees. I'm sorry, I mean, bro. Mike had fucking issues, and Mike was fucking with little boys. Any grown man sleeping in the bed with kids, and they ain't your kids, you something's wrong with you. I, well, apparently, uh, Netflix or someone has no, no, not Netflix. They they're gonna do a uh, a documentary about mm -hmm. two of the boys who apparently uh, were uh, allegedly uh, molested by Michael. And that's supposed to go to Sundance. And then HBO apparently has also picked up a uh, you know the rights to it afterwards. So um, I think that we're going to see kind of like a lot of things just start to kind of come to the forefront again. The dark side. Um, you know, I, I, I don't know. the Michael Jackson, again, that's one individual that we are so like enamored by like his his the the the, the king mike the said, king mike pop. said pull the plug before he, you can find out some dirt while i'm still here yeah i mean he had to fight a lot of i mean that was with the majority of the, <laughs> the last you know maybe like 20 years of his career you know this man is fighting off all type of you know lawsuits and accusations and things like that but again no those parents too were allowing their kids to go over to Michael Jackson's house. If you've heard things about this person, then why are you gonna let them go and have a sleepover at Neverland? And don't get it twisted. We're not taking anything away away from the perpetrator. As far as R. Kelly, as far as the people who worked for him. No, all those people are sick. They need to be locked under. All the jail. of those people need to be locked they, under. They, 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 it, justice need to be brought to these people as well. We're not taking anything away from it. We're just talking about the family members and the protection barrier that these kids should be able to have. You know, it, it should be it should be a process before you just give your kid away. Despite them being freshmen in college, it was multiple stories yeah. on surviving uh, R. Kelly where these kids, he, he would wait until they're 18 or some shit. You yeah, because after he got, after he was kind of in it for a while and then uh, you would have thought that maybe he would have learned his lesson after the whole, you know, sex tape fiasco. And then, of course, he was uh, uh, not guilty. Um, so after that, you would think that he would move like, Okay, let me let me get some help, like you know, and he did move differently, but he just got sneakier about it. Mm. He would wait, like you said, until they were, you know, he would kind of plant the seed before they got of age, yeah. and then literally when they hit that age, then their parents didn't hear from him anymore because now he was completely in their heads, and they, as I guess young young women at this point. Will uh, are able to kind of make their own kind of decisions, and they 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 left their parents exactly what he wanted them to do, and then now it became you know that he is the answer to you know whether they're you know he's he, their 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 new daddy. Apparently, he was also so, transmitting gentle herpes to these young ladies. 
Yeah, and that's a whole another thing that I was like completely like like just shocked about like that's and things crazy. like that. Crazy. That's um, that's so. But it took wild. it took that the that one uh, young lady to kind of put him on blast because she was kind of strong willed about yeah. it. She still was a kind of a groupie. Don't get it twisted. You know, yeah, admittedly so. Yeah, she yeah, she that. was, but she was not as weak-minded as some of those other ones. So when she saw some of that other stuff going on, she was she like, like, okay, nah, let nah, me nah, get nah. away. And then again, then when she found out about that, you know, with the with the herpes, then it was like... That was another situation, right? It was like, wait a minute, like, what? That's like, wild. you know what I'm saying? So um, that's, 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 that's a different thing as well. But I think that, again, it has to be that we have to look at the individual who's mm-hmm. the perpetrator of these of these acts, of these crimes. And then we also have to look at not necessarily the the, the girl's parents, they're at fault. They have some fault in this for sure. Mm-hmm. But it's also his team. The people that are around you. I saw so many people throughout that documentary Absolutely. that said if they saw this going on, they saw this thing going on. And then they the didn't say shit. The guy who forced the signatures for, for Aaliyah to get married at 15. They didn't say shit, and though. He's laughing about it. Yeah, like it's funny. Like this is... That's a crime. Like any nigga that's out here doing anything with underage people, go to fuck burn, burn hell. It should be hell on earth for those people, man. Man, and you know that's that's you know, I, honestly, I God, thank you. My parents were fucking crazy. We couldn't stay all night at anybody's house. Mm-hmm. You when know? the when the, when the streetlights came on, we had to. Be at the crib damn near, so you know. I, that's, I didn't grow up in one of them houses. Yeah, hey, but, we, we was it was on us. But at the same time, we couldn't stay all night. My parents didn't trust not in everybody's crib. Like you weren't just gonna nah. go to anybody's crib that they didn't know Shit. or they wasn't like. It was you know. damn near like nobody crib. You wanted to hang out, bro. You you gotta come to my house. But then again, though, too, as kids though, and as young teenagers, we knew how to lie. We knew how to finesse some things. We yeah. knew how to like, hey. You know, cover for me. You know, I'm going here. You know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You can move how you want to move. So as that's a kid, that's the thing too, though. Like they can't put a low jack on their kids. You know what I'm saying? But they I'm don't have talking a- about these underage kids. Well, and I guess that's where we need to talk about too. There should be a classification of what kids are receptive to at the right time because it, it, too much access is bad, man. You, it, it's a such. It has to be limitations until people can really truly understand and absorb and understand how how things are yeah. you know i mean like, you, you can't just exploit people kids minds to just so much stuff that yeah. especially in this climate today's climate yeah this shit can be overwhelming i mean really and truly like social media my niece just got a phone for christmas mm-hmm. and that shit is scary the first thing that i told my my, my mom and my sister you got to have some parental type you got to put some parental stuff on there right mm-hmm. you know even even when she texts me uncle mike i just lost a tooth you know I be just like fuck, like mm. because I'm uh, like not not me thinking, but I be immediately thinking like these kids. I couldn't have no fucking phone. It wasn't no phone. It wasn't no phone. Like not when not when we were that. Old. Yeah, that's 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 pretty young. And her father felt the way about her getting the phone, and a part of me did too. Mm. Because as an uncle, I still feel accountable. And, and, and so a motherfucker, the thought of a grown man doing something to any female in my yeah. life. It makes me immediately want to kill you three times over. Yeah, you know. So I can only imagine. That's one reason why I can I can't really understand how the fathers 
allowed this shit to happen because I would shoot everybody. But that's the thing, though, is hey, that what Casanova? Everybody gets shot. That's the thing too, is that you, you, <laughs> you I, I feel like as fuck? a, uh, as some of those fathers, they probably felt like they would be in a position to where, oh yeah, that can never possibly happen to me. But that's only a fool, you know what I'm saying? If you're gonna make the same mistake that it's, some it's of those like other a, individuals it's, it's had like made, it's like a drug deal gone bad. Yeah, like I mean, you, you got can't know. never put nothing past the motherfucker. You already dealing with somebody that's been held accountable for doing some perpetrating, they're doing some predatory. Yeah, the fuck, I don't give a fuck if you had a a fucking um, what do they call that shit? That pedophile shit when you for for pissing in a school zone. Mm-hmm. You know, you could piss in a school zone be a and be classified predator. as a sexual predator, right? Mm-hmm. But if your ass classified that and I see that shit on the radar, I'm not finna move next door to your motherfucking ass. I don't yeah. give a fuck if you was pissing in the school zone. Yeah. I'm not gonna put my kids But after in all of position. that though, after all of that, he's not a still, I don't think he was a registered sex offender. You get what I'm saying? He wasn't. I mean, but it they they I think that they were going from you would think that someone that has gone through the court of law that you know that necessarily it might not be true. Some Cook of the accusations. County. Cook County, what are you doing? Well, now they own his ass. Did you see the? Uh, they have a new uh, uh, kind of Cook County uh, prosecutor now, who's a black woman, and now also in Atlanta, they have one, and yeah. they they're on them. I mean, but now it's to the point to where it's a lot of that is too late. I mean, I guess none of it is too late if they can save like future. It too late for Bill Cosby. Yeah, they had they was willing old bitches to the courtroom like I, yeah I was touching fifty nine yeah yeah fuck no this shit was in ninety seven yeah 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 finally no no it's still and there's stuff that's even more recent than that because he hasn't stopped yeah. he's done it blatantly he just has done it different ways um, you got as it Weinstein, as it got, got as it's gone on working actresses. Ashley Judd coming out saying yes I've been touched they just dropped that case on on Harvey Weinstein two yeah, days yeah. ago. With Ashley Judd, right? So I wonder, did, they, did he settle? Did he settle? No, it, the, the judge dropped it. The judge dropped it. Money and power. Is Having money is a motherfucker. I'm telling and, you. But what I'm telling you I'm is, telling is you. that power and money. See what they did was, you know, they they they, they catch you when your ankle sprained. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they catch you when your ankle sprained. They don't catch you when you fucking at full speed. They catch your ass when your ankle sprained and you've been running that marathon. You catch a cramp like ah shit. Yeah. R. Kelly didn't call a cramp in the last, what, eight, nine years? Hmm. You know? Since Step in the Name of Love? Yeah. He ain't been generating that much new singles and new 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 profit, new money. So right now, they catch you when your ankle sprained. Now, of course, everything that he's guilty of, you should have been put this nigga in prison before all the mother girls could be attacked by this man. Right, right. And so I think I that's... Like, send everybody to jail. But that's what it comes down to, is that a lot of that, too... It was you know not publicized and not talked about and it's kind of been swept under the rug because these are young black girls let's yeah. keep it all the way one buck you know yeah. what I'm saying it's because that these are young black women not that you know because guaranteed if this was a white woman or he was doing these to white girls and he was a black man oh <laughs> it, it, it would have been Lights out Long time ago Lines a long time ago So White Bill Cosby didn't have no black women Yeah All those women that stepped up Were were They gonna find you Suburban white girls Yeah they'll find you They'll get you And they got his ass In the maximum prison In Philadelphia One of the roughest ones In the state Yeah So I mean It's it's, You know Kelly was attacking Black girls That's why I'm going back to The value of black people Because They've been letting this motherfucker just be predatory 
Anyway, but it's been black girls been abducted. Black women have black young girls have been being abduct, uh, abducted from urban communities, and that's something that's not being uh, yeah. There's like in, a in terms disappearing. Of sex yeah, 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 yeah. For sure, for and sure. That's that's going that's going at such a high. But that's rate because right again, though, like the 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 black life is not. Uh, 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 looked at as being valuable. It's uh, it's expendable. You know, it's like you know, it's you know, it's like hey, you know, it uh, you know, things happen or you know, it gets swept under the rug. And I think that that's why it's on us to protect our black women. You know, um, I, I, I talked to a uh, a friend of mine back home, um, and he was on the opposite side of this. Right, not saying that R. Kelly was completely innocent in all of this, obviously, because he'll be a jackass and wouldn't be my boy if he was saying that R. Kelly was innocent, to be honest. But he was just kind of defensive, mm-hmm. you know, and, and uh, you know, and kind of siding, not siding with R. Kelly, but showing that, you know, well, he was sick, you know, things happened to him. Justifying. And like justifying, like, you know, uh, uh, they just wanted something, the parents wanted something, things like that. And, and, and I kept having to tell him, I'm like, bro, that has nothing to do with this guy being a predator. You that's, know? The, that's the base. He's of a predator. He's a pedophile. He he was seeking these young women, and to he knew the ones that he can manipulate. Even the young, uh, even the ones that weren't young, that were of age, they were mentally weak, and that's right. what he could do. He could go in, and he knew exactly who those women were that were weaker, and then he would take them away from their situation, of course, give them stuff here and there, but then once they were locked in, like uh, uh, his wife, his ex-wife, Andrea, mm-hmm. like I think that she was completely like just just mind-fucked. Excuse that's, my that's language. Where, that's where I have to, I, I still bring it right back to the fathers. I still bring it back to the fathers because most of the cases with these young girls that were at least being interviewed were two-parent households. Most of them, most of the cases, they showed and they presented two-parent households. And that's why I say, if these girls were so easily vulnerable, for one, obviously they're a kid. Number two, where your father? Why, why, why was this able to happen? Why, and, and, and I hate to point fingers, I'm pointing fingers at everybody. And I think that there needs to be a domino effect. Sure, I mean, and then I saw that Master P gave his perspective on, um, on like you know when they went to the to R. Kelly's studio in Chicago and not, how he was throwing rocks at the you know uh, at the window and not knowing if his girl was in there or whatever it is, um, and he was saying like how he would have broke the door down and all this stuff. I'm like yeah. yeah, like I see what you're saying, but at the same time too like okay, do that and then what if they're really not there? Or at that point she was of age too. So it's like, what can you really do? So now you're getting hit with trespassing. You're gonna get then you could really get have to deal with some legal stuff, and then you could do time for some other things. So I think that there's more to it than we could just say like, hey, that's my daughter. I'm gonna go in. Yeah, I know what I would probably do. Something would go off in my head if I really thought that my daughter is in there. And yeah, I would. I would go in. I would do what I needed to do. People, but people have gone to jail for what if someone had a what if he had priors? What if he's on parole? What if he's on like certain certain Situation. I'm not saying that that's what it is, but when when it comes to your kid, though, when it comes to your kid, so then what you gonna do? You saw you saw when the young lady who he turned into a uh, uh, I guess a a, a young boy, boy. (laughs) uh, essentially. You know, um, you see that when he took her away, or when the mother came and got her, she ended up going back. She went back, Mm -hmm. and then took some time for her to come back to her mother. 
So after all of that, after all the tears, after all of that, she still went back because it's a mental thing, right? So it's that, it's that, what is it? The Stockholm syndrome, right? Yeah. It's like you're so just, just, just brain warped. You're so enamored by, you know, this individual. You can't live without this person. Your life is going to be, you know, you don't know where you're going to go at this point. Who are you as an individual? He has broken these girls down to the very minimum, right? To where they don't even know who they are anymore. Right. They don't even identify with their uh, family. They can go years at a time without making contact with their mom. That says something. Right. So that's some real, real brainwashing type tactics to where even if the dad did go in there, what's to say that what was he going to take his at this point of age daughter out of there and like do what? To what end? Take her back home for her to come on back? Like, I think that there has to be a process to it. And that's where R. Kelly has gotten... I would say yes. I would take my fucking daughter back. Okay, and then what? Tie her down and... No, I'm not tying her down or nothing. What? But at the same time, I'm going to have a conversation with her and I'm going to... I'm. I, she's going to be in my company at that point. At that's, I'm not going to allow for nobody to put my daughter in harm's way. At, at that point, she needs psychiatric just to, de- just to be... Put in a mental institution. I'd rather her be in a mental hospital to actually get fixed or go through any kind of psychiatric help mm-hmm. that's needed at that point from being in this state for multiple of years mm-hmm. rather than literally continuing on, right? Mm-hmm. Because this is something that he's not going to relinquish. If he's making her piss in a cup, shit, shit in the bucket, do all this fucking... I have to help her. I'm a, I'm a father. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's where... Sometimes you got to be willing to go to jail for what you... You got to be able to fight for something, right? If you don't stand for nothing, you... you I mean, what, what is that? Right. Not standing for anything. Right. I will sit down and do time for anybody that I got love for, gladly so. So you go... Look, listen, tele- listen, listen. You're going to do time, right? Sit down. You're going to sit down. You're going to do time for her to go back. So then what we're... So then there's two lives that are fucked, right? Well... You you were in jail. If my daughter... Got and she's back with this man... Well, I, and then what you gonna do? So now you in you locked. Now you inside. Now you locked up for something. That now you looking like a goofy. No, nah, I ain't looking like no goofy. I'm looking like a father. So I'm now looking like some, I'm looking like a father that sacrificed my freedom for my daughter. And probably when I get back out, I'm gonna kill that nigga. Okay. Even if I gonna... gotta go sit down for six months to a year, mm-hmm. this on my mama. I'm gonna go and I'm gonna go murder that nigga. Okay. Well, for my daughter. And I'm as, as long as you know, as long time. as you know those real Probably. repercussions, as and, long as you know that. And when I'm in the cafeteria and I'm sitting next to my cellies and other niggas that's in that bitch, and they we talking about what we in that bitch for. Yeah. In my first week, I'm in this bitch for trespassing and get my daughter back. But that's where he got. I think that we talked about. That's how how he changed over years. Is that. At first, he was strictly on like, okay, they're younger. I'm going to go and plant these seeds, whatever it is, and then I can still finesse. After that whole sex tape came out, then he was like, hey, I got to get them like right at 17. Right when they're on the cusp of being like, you know, independent, they can go and make their own decisions. They would be technically grown women at that point. Then he knew, I'm going to plant the seed at 17. When they turn 18, they're mine. I ain't right? about to. That thing about that nigga... He, we, we, I, I'm ready to change something because that nigga make he gonna make me hate his ass. I mean, well, you, you should. And uh, again, I have stopped all R. Kelly streaming. Um, nah. like someone that yeah. was someone that really loved a lot of his music. You know, the 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 sexually charged music. He had some bangers and the inspirational. He's a genius. He knew how to. He's a genius. He I, had I that balance. Take, 
But it's can't take anything away from his artistry. But you can't separate the artistry from the, the not at all, nigga. The, the monster. Been, we ain't bailing you. Can't, you. We ain't shooting no bail on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We can't do that. So, um, but again, I hope that uh, justice is eventually served. Uh, those remaining women are able to find themselves and uh, get out and um, do what they need to do. And I hope, hopefully, uh, you know, these prosecutors are able to. Do what they need to do on their facts, end. So. Facts, facts, facts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we appreciate you all tuning in to Two Dope Boys in the Cadillac. Yes. Once again, it's your boy Bob. Follow me on Instagram at, at Bobby World Major. Just as it sound, it is spelled, sir. Yep, and it's your boy uh, uh, Jay Money, and uh, you can find me at uh, on IG at the underscore Enlightened One. Uh, of course, we always got some new. Uh, fresh content coming for you so we do appreciate your support don't forget to go ahead and subscribe we're uh we'll be here we'll be here all year yes all right? sir for sure and, and and be easy be cool and be gracious at it oh.